What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Amarabro Show. Today we are with Jan Helen McGee, right? Yes. Cool, cool, cool. So she's an educator, author, and psychic. And today we're going to speak about all of those things uh, and how that has impacted her life and where she comes from. So, Jan, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. So can you please tell me a little bit about you, your past, uh, You know where you come from, how you got where you are here today? Well, I grew up in Lebanon, Pennsylvania, and as soon as I can remember, I used to be able to see through walls. <laughs> it sounds so bizarre, but I used to watch my sister play, and I would look for my mother down in the kitchen when I was in the crib. But I always assumed that everybody had abilities, and yeah. everybody is into intuitive. Yeah, it's just levels, just like being able to play basketball or golf. Yeah, there's levels of how far you can go, even if you work at it. Um, that sort of started my whole psychic thing, but um, I thought it was like underwear, and you didn't talk about it. That it was yeah. private because whenever I tried to talk about it, when I was like five or six. Um, everybody's told me, the other kids told me I was stupid mm. if, cause I like to snoop on the neighbors. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so then when I was in second grade, I got Mrs. Storm at Southwest elementary gave me my first solo and I was a very shy child and I was thrilled. And at that moment I decided to make music my career. Mm. I got a degree from Penn state a vocal music degree mm -hmm. and um, later got a master's in humanities. I wish now that I had been able to um, base my multimedia degree mm -hmm. as on my master's on my intuitive work, but I just wasn't brave enough. Um, yeah. I also had children when I was in my thirties, mm -hmm. late thirties. And I felt that being a psychic would affect them with their friends at school because back in the 80s and 90s it wasn't very accepted and even today people um sometimes every once in a while I'll find somebody that tells me I'm doing devil work mm -hmm. and then I'll talk about my pro bono work with police and I'll, I'll be like if if that's devil I'm fighting what probably yeah, yeah. would be known as the devil yeah and I'm doing it for free so how can that be bad mm -hmm. a bad thing mm -hmm. Um, but I don't get too much of that anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so I just always was a musician and also a teacher. Um, I taught privately mm -hmm. and I also um, taught in school situations in private schools. I taught speech communications at Hack Lebanon in um, the late 80s and early 90s. Um, as far as my being an author, I wrote this book called Carriers of Genius, and that also takes its root. It's, it's, it's amazing that you would ask me these questions because it's the first time I realized that the roots in what I do now are based in my childhood. Mm. But when I was in elementary school, we had to write a paper. They called them reports. We had to write a report mm -hmm. on a famous person. Mm -hmm. So all these boys were talking about what they were, who they were going to write about and some of the girls. And mm -hmm. I raised my hand and asked if I could write about a woman because everybody was naming men. Interesting. And the, the teacher said, well, yes. So I went home and asked my parents if they could think of any famous women because I couldn't think 
I couldn't think of any. Yeah. I knew there had to be some. Mm. Um, so my mother is a nurse and she said Florence Nightingale. Well, I, I never wanted to be a nurse and that sounded pretty boring to me. And she talked about Betsy Ross and I couldn't sew, uh, didn't care about sewing. Mm-hmm. And, and then they said Martha Washington. And I'm like, I don't want to be a president's wife. I don't want to be like a wife that's known for my career, yeah. through my husband's career. And I get to be the helpmate that there's nothing wrong with being helpmate, but it's just not for me. Yeah. Yeah. So it just festered and festered. And there's another idea I wish I would have had for my master's degree mm. is to just pick a woman. Well, instead, I did start study. I did a research paper. It wasn't my thesis, but I did a yeah. research paper on Walt Whitman. Mm. And during that time, I studied my paper was oriented towards his sexuality, but I learned a lot about his mother and her acceptance of him being homosexual. Yeah. And I remember this was maybe 80, 1983. And I remember being astounded that a mother would be that supportive all the time because he would get fired from really good jobs. Because of being homosexual. Yes. Yes. And I just, I was so incensed at the injustice of it. Yeah. And he's one of the men in my, in my book. I did, um, Disney, Einstein, Benjamin Franklin. George Gershwin, Howard Hughes, Teddy Roosevelt, Roy Rogers, um, Norman Rockwell, Walt Whitman, Frank Lloyd Wright, George Washington Carver, and Fred Astaire. Wow. So I tried to pick one because of getting back to that elementary school, yeah. I picked one from each subject. You know, I picked a musician, I picked yeah. an inventor, I picked a scientist, my singing yeah. cowboy. You know, I picked a, uh, Howard Hughes was a, an aviator and also um, a movie producer. Yeah. So I tried to pick somebody that would fit with everything as an education. Um, when I was about 40, 41, I got very tired of my murder dreams. And remember, I hadn't talked about my psychic work. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So one time I had this murder dream. And when I I was at Hack, Lebanon at the time teaching, and some police were next door and they were studying and taking a class. And I remember I talked to one of them and um, told them about my dreams and my intuition about murders. And that's when I started working on murder cases. I worked on one in 92 and then 93. And then for the next 15 years, I initiated probably two thirds to three fourths mm-hmm. of the cases that I worked on. And the rest, they the detective would contact me. I didn't work on bank banks, mm. bank robberies. I, I just worked on murder. Gotcha. And I tried to only work on murder cases where nice people were murdered. Mm-hmm. Because if bad guys killed bad guys, I'm like, I need to move on to yeah, somebody yeah. that I think yeah. is that deserves justice. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. is more deserving sense. of justice. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I did that quietly for 15 years, as I said, for free. And the good thing is, my murder dreams went away after a while. Yeah. Do they still happen? Like even I have two? maybe one every two years or three years. Okay. 
Do you think because you are you use that ability, then now you don't like it doesn't happen as often because no, of I just think I just the, you know how to the control. powers that be, whatever your belief system yeah. wants you to call them, yeah, yeah. made made me have to eradicate it from my own personal life mm. and wow. go out there and do good work with it. It's yeah. real important to notice what your skill set is and mm. then not only make money from it but do good work mm. and because i had kept it a secret i wasn't doing good work and mm. i was when i from age 40 to 55 yeah, yeah, but yeah. before that but i had no way of channeling it yeah and i didn't have any mentors there was i no couldn't guidance. find any mentors yeah. the few people that i knew were that were into tarot cards were out there Yeah. I mean, they were out there. Yeah. And so they didn't teach me a thing. And I tried to learn through books. That was the only way that I could learn through libraries. Yeah. What would you teach someone who had the same ability that you have um, if they came to you asking, you know, for guidance? What would be like maybe two to three things that you're like, all right. Well, number one is research. Interesting. Okay. So I have janhelenmcgee.com, M-C-G-E-E. Mm -hmm. I have a a blog. So I write monthly about that, giving people advice about what to do. I mean, the new one I'm writing is about the Chinese Zodiac, which I knew nothing. I didn't even know I was a rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> so constantly research in yeah. every way you can. Yeah. People, books, and anything you can find online, because sure. books are even more ancient, mm. I think, than things that are online. There's a lot of books that haven't been put online yeah so number one research number two i always call this putting your antenna up mm -hmm. so when you have uh, what the police call it it's called blue sense when mm -hmm. they think something's unsafe it probably is oh, okay interesting so they're even taught before you enter somewhere use your instincts to uh. see if it feels safe It's interesting. And then be ready. So interesting. So the second thing is put your antenna up, be aware. And if you think synchronicities is the new word. Yeah. You know, that something happens. I, I mean, we used to call everything like that deja vu. Yeah. And that word didn't really work because to me, deja vu, people would say deja vu is something that you, oh, I did that before. Uh-huh. But <laughs> my... My ability and anybody else's ability, intuitive abilities and psychic abilities, whatever word you want to use, yeah. it sort of free floats. It doesn't, it time, it's the same as time travel. Yeah. So you can go back. And that's yeah. how I worked on murder cases. I went back to the yeah. murder yeah. and watched the murder. Yeah. So intuition is sometimes the future, sometimes the, the past, past, sometimes it's just what's happening right there. So, mm -hmm. and, And a good example is if somebody calls you and you knew they were going to call you, pay attention to those moments. If something when you're driving says, oh, don't go this way or turn and you don't know why, it's probably to keep yourself safe. It's yeah. real important to keep yourself safe with your intuition and also to connect with people. I mean, that's what love is intuition. Mm. Love isn't just... Love is a verb, but mm -hmm. it's also a feeling of connection yeah. with somebody that you, other people, you don't feel that kind of love. Yeah. 
I, I'm so amazed by everything. It's it's like it's so real, and sometimes like I wonder, is it fear that it's like is is this intuition that I'm getting fear of just like you know how sometimes people have fear of stuff that they're not capable of doing and it stops them from making like taking that step yes or is it genuine intuition of like you know what be careful with this or look out here or or this person you know how sometimes you meet people and they give you this certain like um they call it vibe you know like you have this vibe about this person there's something about them for whatever reason that you don't like and it's not even because they are mean to you but there's something about their presence that you know makes you feel that way and i want to know that uh in your personal perspective from your experiences do you ever and i guess because you're so in tune with that intuition and ability i guess psychic ability to to see beyond what's happening in the present when you meet people are you able to like right away tell like the nature yeah the the nature wow okay i don't even have to see them (laughs) wow i can know it I can just know it when somebody else is talking about it Wow! because any other skill, it's just like any other skill. I got better at it. Yeah. But I remember one time I was with my, my son was small and I never took him to McDonald's because it's junky, but he wanted to go. And so I hadn't taken him for a while. I'm like, okay. And we were standing in line inside and all of a sudden I felt this man behind me. I didn't even see him, but I knew he had stabbed somebody a couple of days before. So I go, Okay, kids, we're leaving. And my daughter was older, and so she knew that something was up. Yeah. And he's like, well, I go, we're going to use the drive-thru. It's, like, stinky in here. I made up yeah, some yeah, excuse yeah, yeah, to sure. him that we had to go outside. I go, we're not leaving for good. We just, I want to use the drive-thru. I think the food is hotter. I don't know why I came yeah, here yeah, in yeah, the yeah. first place. Some kind of BS wow. I gave him. But I do believe that when you when you feel that, that that, that person might not, just might might not be right for you. They're not always a bad person. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they might have done something not so good, and they also might be feeling negative, and it's not the time to approach them. And that comes to my third thing. I'm listening. Okay, <laughs> okay. what do we have? Research. Yeah. Put your antenna up. Yeah. And number three is trust. Wow, okay. And you have to trust yourself and believe in yourself yeah. that nothing – Nothing is, nothing important is finite. All the finite stuff gets old and turns to dust. Mm. Like when I first started working with police, hardly any of them had ever worked with psychics. Okay. And they go, and I, you know, I'd write up, I I would always start by writing a page or two of what I knew. And then we would talk on the phone and I'd, and then they'd say, yeah, let's come in. Let's talk to the, what I call the cop shop. And, um, (laughs) So I'd go in there because I liked working in a team. It made me feel not, not yeah, un- you're collaborating. uneasy. I yeah. didn't, even though I didn't like them to talk or tell me anything, I still felt that their strength gave me strength mm. and their presence made me feel safer. Mm. Um, but once in a while, a lot of them were distrustful and they, and they wanted to, to know how to know or why they should believe. And I'd be like, do you love your wife? And they'd say, whoa, Mm. yes. And I go, prove it. Mm. And you can't prove love. Wow. Anger, all the things, all the really big things, Mm. injustice, passion, Mm. empathy, just Mm. all the really big things in life Mm. you can't touch. 
by you know this table will just get worn out yeah but your love for the people that you care about and your family mm-hmm. that have been good to you it it will be everlasting wow so you tr- you have to trust that in order to be able to you know i guess see it in into like see it in real life in a way because yes material things are going to be gone but but that but those feelings of love passion fear all of those anger everything you you carry them with you from time to time depending on the situations that are going on you know one time something happened uh to me uh i was at work and i was with a friend of mine her name is natty i have a lot of respect for her interesting lady and one day we're just chatting we, we will have really good conversations about many topics and I don't know what was happening, but I wasn't going through a good time back then. Mm-hmm. And she suddenly, like, like looks at me. She's like, I don't know what's going on, Amari, but there's something about you right now that it's off. Like, it's negative. But there's, like, a, a negativity around you, and I can feel it. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was, I was kind of, like, surprised. But she was right, in a way. Like, I was internalizing things in the moment and i realized that and then you know fixed that at the at the time but i was surprised by her intuition of just being next to me like my presence next to her mm-hmm. created that reaction and then she was like and, and she wasn't mean about it like she she wasn't nasty or anything like that she was just like hey like right now there's something going on and like i don't know what it is and i was like Wow, Natty, okay. Like, I, and I, I even and that helped you more than a new, even a new car in your driveway. Oh yeah, she made me look into my own life and say, you know what? Let me look, like, let me review myself and see why she's saying that. Because there's a reason she wouldn't have done that if it wasn't the case. And she never did that ever again. Like, and I don't, you know, I never told her like, oh, don't, don't do that or don't say that to me. But, but because I did work on those things and like I, I tried to make sure that anything that I was internalizing or whatever that I was letting go and just like, you know, expressing myself and releasing that, I'm going to say negative energy or, or aura about myself in that. Moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. I <clears throat> teach piano and voice lessons and, and have since my early twenties. I yeah. just, when Marty's music in Anvil um, closed down, yeah. I opened Jan's music and education center uh, across from the post office, 807 Chestnut street. Yeah. And I do teach adults, but, I really like teaching children because they're much more accepting of my quirks and foibles. I mean, of course, I don't tell them about being psychic. I really don't tell a whole lot of people. I I don't mind so much who knows, but I don't broadcast it. I just, I, I feel like it's a belief system. Yeah. And so I don't like to push my belief system on anybody else. I like to be open if somebody has an interest, but children are so, their hearts are open, yeah. their minds are open, yeah. and I think they know intuitively mm-hmm. who's good, who's not good, yeah. who they can trust and who they can't trust. Because sometimes adults get get blocked by things. Yeah, experiences. Yeah, and children don't even have things. Yeah. And anything they don't really own, their parents own every single thing they have. Yeah. And they don't really have control over so many things. The only things they have control over is their own emotions and their own connections and picking their own friends and finding what's safe for them. They're not bogged down by 
can I make any money off of this venture or this relationship or what's in it for me? Yeah. They're just pure souls. Yeah. I want to ask you about the topic of relationships and how that having that ability, that intuition can help you make better decisions about the people that you have in front of you. Because I, I am the type of person that in the past, I have been um, not oblivious, but I want to see the best in people. Yes. And sometimes I have ignored the reality of the, the the bad behaviors of the same people that I genuinely love, right? And and so um, in the past, I know I have developed relationships where like I have seen behaviors, but I have almost in a way consciously ignored those, kind of like giving giving another chance to see if things probably are going to change. But, you know, it always comes down to, like, if you keep ignoring this reality about this person or whatever, like, you're going to find yourself in a not good situation. So, like, now I am more in tune with that intuition. And I, like... I know when, when I, I just, I just know it. Like there's something about me, like, you know, this is not going to work. Right. So because I already know that within my soul, mm-hmm. like I have, I, I, I'm beginning to trust it. and it doesn't come from fear. It doesn't come from pain. It's coming from just being genuinely honest with the interactions and, and the, and the, you know, the moment of, you know, chatting with someone, just having a simple conversation that may not necessarily have to do with anything. I'm going to say romantic per se. Yes. But, um, just by, by seeing the whole person, you know, and then just focusing on what I'm hearing. Cause, cause I enjoy like listening, um, to words of affirmation and like just love in general. Like I, 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 I like to listen. So now I'm focusing also on action so how does how are their words going or aligned with their actions and then just listening to the words because they're nice but also <laughs> what's happening so on that note i want to have like your perspective on that topic um when it comes to that i think we have lessons to learn from every relationship and so i think you shouldn't beat yourself up if you didn't see if you believed and were optimistic optimistically believed in their good side yeah. because they chose to let the bad things override the good things. Mm -hmm. And you had hopes, you know, you were trying to lift somebody else up. Mm -hmm. And if they're going to fall into the quicksand and Mm -hmm. not grab the stick that you have hanging Mm -hmm. out there for them to grab, there Mm -hmm. is nothing you can do except put it on for life lessons. Yeah. I mean, romance is, it, from for myself, it's hard for me to look at my own life. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. I use tarot cards. I know people that use stones, mm-hmm. runes, I ching. They use other kinds of things. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so if I have to look at my own life, I use tarot cards. But it's sort of, I think it's harder to use your intuition the, the, in your own life in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because the stronger and more powerful feeling you have for something, and the more you want it, you try to rationalize it intuitively. Ah, there you go. You know, so it's not as clear as it is if you help somebody else. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Okay, but I think it's really important for safety. 
using your intuition can keep you safer. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that there there have been uh, romantic situations for you that you have avoided somebody who was not really healthy for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So try to just be the optimist that you can be and look at the bright side. Mm-hmm. Think back rather than, oh, this one done me wrong. Mm-hmm. Think mm-hmm. back of the one that you said, oh, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. You're a fine thing, but no, 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 mm-hmm. no, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. That that's so good, and I'm glad you you made a point that because we have so many feelings that sometimes we get so tangled into like trying to rationalize, and that's yeah. what basically I know it has happened. Like I, I, you know, I have tried to rationalize and 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 justify actions and things because I don't want to judge the person. Um, like I, I don't feel I'm in a position to judge somebody else for their life's decisions. I, I don't feel like I have a, a saying into the, like the, the, the past of their, like their past life or even their present life. Like I am not t- like, you know, when I'm in a relationship, I don't like control. I don't like controlling. I don't like being controlled, right. um, in that same capacity. So I just don't feel like, obviously there are limits, just like anything else, there are limitations, but I'm not going to be the one like, like this is how things are going to be. And this is it. No, like I want to make sure that we are both in in the same tone. But um, remember you said you like to listen. Yeah. I think in romantic situations, it's good to use other senses. Mm -hmm. So instead of just your eyes. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. I think the sense of smell is really, really important. It's so interesting to say that. <laughs> right. So all the different senses, like what you're what you're hearing rather than what words are being said. Yes. Okay. And that's where body language really comes into play. Yes. But there will always be people and it amazes me because I'm old now that yeah. it can cross generations yeah. that I can feel a connection mm-hmm. with somebody yeah. who's 10 or somebody else who's 32. Yeah. And, and I can think, wow, we're, we're friends. Yeah. Even though I'm 69 and, yeah. and, and they're 32. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have to try. You have to just use that and not be so yeah. blinded by what you see. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, and I want to ask you that, like when, when people lie, because because people have the ability to, we all have that ability of lying and, and even with, to an extent with body language, you know, I mean, there are little things that can tell, you can tell if somebody's lying. I think it's easier to do it intellectually. Really? Just wait a little bit of time and, and, uh, uh, Anybody who's a pathological liar or a consistent liar tells too many lies to remember their lies. So you just all... You just wait and then you'll see. And then you can... And my thing is always just like, okay, just go ahead and tell me the truth. Something's fishy. Just go ahead. uh, There's no repercussions here. Tell me the truth. Yeah. Or just tell yourself the truth. Yeah. But a lot of times people will tell lies because they can't face the truth. And mm-hmm. so sometimes you have to give them, if it's not affecting you directly, then yeah, I'd yeah. say give them a free pass for a few things. Yeah, yeah, yes. And my sister has often said, I I was complaining about somebody lying and that one lying and this one lying and that one. And she's like, well, sometimes you lie to yourself. 
Because mm. I'm so into telling the truth. She goes, sometimes you lie to yourself. And I think we all do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a defense uh mechanism, I guess. I want I want I was wondering though, how does your your sense like of smell has helped your own like abilities, your your psychic abilities when you Well when I worked on I, I occasionally do it now, not that much though, because it's very exhausting um, emotionally and yeah. it it wipes me out and I don't have the energy that I did when I was younger, but yeah. um I when I would work on murder cases, I could smell things. And when I, I do uh, psychic readings for people and when I do, I can always smell things like somebody will say, oh, well, what guy? And I go, oh, I see this guy and I'll explain what he looks like. Usually some unusual characteristics like curly Q ears or something. <laughs> so they'll know who I'm talking about. But usually I can smell something I can like I can smell if they work with cars I'll okay. smell oil. Yeah. Or I might smell cardboard. So then yeah. they work someplace where there's boxes. Yeah. You know, or I'll, I'll, um, maybe smell a certain kind yeah. of outdoor yeah. smell. And I'll, oh, they'll say yeah. when, and I don't really have a sense of time yeah. because of that time traveling all around. Yeah. But sometimes I can smell wet leaves and which is yeah. fall. Yeah. So you are, you have an idea of the season because of the smell. Yes. Uh, it, it happens. What, what happens to me is that I, I don't necessarily like smell an essence in itself, but I, I always say to people, like, there's something about this that I just smell it. And, and it's, it's interesting because like when people tell me just situations and things and, and, and I'm trying to figure out like the probable outcome, I just say like, I smell that this probably is what's going to happen. You That's know? probably where smell a rat came yeah. from. Yeah. Because they actually were using one of their senses. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I just, and I thought like, you know, maybe just like, I might think of like just something like me being stupid, crazy. I don't know, whatever. But, but over time I've seen the same reaction of like, this has been the same outcome. Like sometimes I will tell people like, uh, something that like I'm gonna do or ha like it's gonna happen in my life. Like I, I already can smell that the outcome of what this. Oh is sure, gonna, you good know? for you. And it's just like it's and, I, and and I'm just like you know acknowledge uh, I acknowledge the, the reality of this because sometimes people think the supernatural is this like kind of like weird thing, but it's real, you know. And, and we it's have it's as to, real as love. You just can't yeah. prove it. You can't touch it. Yeah. But it's yeah. why I think a lot of people are having illnesses now because it was just very hard to have that kind of isolation and not have your have your life externally changed when you didn't decide to change it yourself. And then the economic wow. there's an economic crisis. Yeah. It, it, all of us yeah. were affected. Some mm -hmm. people maybe made a little bit more money. Yeah. But where can they work? Uh, other than online, like, what are they going to do with it? Spend it? Yeah. Save it? Yeah. You know, it's a whole different group of problems. Suddenly making more money than you did. It's yeah. just people have difficulty with change, but change is the only thing we can count on. Everything's yeah. going to change. Yeah. How can people tap into into spirituality more? And I'm not going to refer to a well, specific a specific religion because this is not well, about I that. I think that's what prayer is and meditation. Yeah. Some people call it prayer. Some people call it meditation. Yeah. Uh, some 
I mean, there's lots of different words for connecting to something that isn't your physical plant. Yeah. Yeah. It's letting your belief system take you to a higher plane. Yeah. And I think it's, it's good even psychologically too. Of course it is. And it, and what it does is it's just the same as yoga. It promotes strength and relaxation and that's what you want. And that's what prayer does. Yeah. Connects you, makes you feel stronger. Yeah. Makes you feel better. Yeah. Makes you relaxed. Yeah. Makes you be able to trust when you maybe couldn't trust before. Yeah. And the same thing with meditation. Yeah. That makes, that makes. I think anything that's that's slowed down mm-hmm. is helpful in yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think pr- prayer is intuitive. Meditation is being intuitive. Yeah, you have to. I mean, yoga is being intuitive. You're paying attention to your body, yeah. strengthening it, moving it, yeah. and then trying to promote relaxation and and good good fe- good vibes. <laughs> Those good vibrations. <laughs> yes. Give me excitations. That's that's so interesting. I, I I'm so glad that like there are people willing to have these conversations. Thanks. It's you know? it's been really great talking to you. Yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like many times people feel we are about talking spiritual topics. And I've had these conversations before where where it has turned to like Are you okay? And I'm like, look I don't, I don't have an issue speaking about this, but if it's uncomfortable for you, we don't have to. Um, and sometimes you get labeled to like, oh, you're one of those people. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean by that. But like, I don't, you know, when, when I look into my own life, like I am not a, I tell people like, I'm not a religious person in the traditional sense of the word. Like, I'm not about like, um customs and things that have to be done this certain way i right. think prayer is my one of my main things like i you know i read the bible and i try to make sure i'm not just reading to read but like what how does this apply to my life and exactly. how can this be practical without necessarily pushing an agenda in other people's lives and telling like oh you have to believe this because if not like this is what's going to happen to you no like that doesn't work that way and then you know fasting you know it's good for your body even physically speaking and i do it for spiritual purposes too just because i feel that it's good for for my own spiritual um life so like all of those things you know when you when i tell people that they're like oh i never heard that before or like that's interesting or whatever so you know being able to have somebody who's willing to speak about it not focused on a a specific point of view you know like whether it's uh, Buddhism, Hinduism, Christianism, like all, like all of this, but spirituality as a whole, because sometimes I feel like people miss that. It's all about respect. Yeah, yeah. So that being said, my last question for you is, if you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice, you have one minute to speak to yourself, what would, what would you say to yourself? I'd tell myself not to be so afraid of my uniqueness. Mm. I always thought I was being very unique when I would start businesses and work for myself when other women didn't work for themselves. Yeah. But truthfully, my 
my years, 15 years of helping almost every day, yeah. helping police find ways to yeah. solve murders is yeah. probably, besides my two children, yeah. make turning helping them become yeah. good people, yeah. that is my calling card. And that mm. is what I wish that I would have Mm-hmm. found a way to mm-hmm. be open about before. Mm-hmm. But I do think that sometimes we're just not wise enough. I just maybe wasn't wise enough to help anybody until I was 40 years old. Yeah. I was a little goofy before I was 40. So I'd go back and say, <laughs> you know, maybe I should have done things differently, but that should have, could have, would I think it's mostly just trust that the universe provides things when you're intellectually and psychologically ready. And then you can take, you know, you can't, you can't roller skate till you get the roller skates on your Mm. feet. Mm. That's awesome. Thank you for, for sharing that. Uh, I just have a curiosity for, for my listeners. Um, When, when you think of this, podcast and and the community and, and the conversations that are being ha- like I'm having with people here what is your intuition on it if I may ask tell me again yeah for sure for for the listeners like when it comes to the podcast and the conversations that I'm having with different people within the community different point of views etc what is your intuition about these conversations? you're doing a really good thing i i would only suggest that you don't i think one of your best things is that you're diverse mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so try not to get labeled in one thing mm-hmm. because what i've noticed with you mm-hmm. is that you haven't let yourself become labeled mm-hmm. you're very open to having podcasts with a lot of different type of people and mm-hmm. you're very supportive of the community mm-hmm. I just think that you you don't need to tiptoe through business, mm-hmm. but I think that you have to be careful and cautious mm-hmm. not to get into one way of people thinking they know you. This mm-hmm. is who you are. Because mm-hmm. nobody is just one person. Unless, of course, it's your mm-hmm. you decide that this is my driving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. future mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then you go with it mm-hmm. but if you're still seeking and i see you as a seeker then i think you're doing a really good job because you're because of your diversity with mm-hmm. all sorts of people i'm an old white lady and you asked me to talk to you okay. which i i honestly have enjoyed am i the oldest one so far of the ladies i don't think so Okay then. I don't think so. No, I don't I don't I don't see think so. I told you you were diverse and that's your best thing. Yeah. Lots of different types of people, lots of different jobs, lots of different belief systems. Yeah. You're doing a good job. Keep it up. Thank you. You'll Thank find you. your path. And then the cool thing about being old is that you figure out your path mm-hmm. and you go, oh, oh, all those puzzle pieces made the puzzle. But at the time you're doing them, you're like, I don't have a clue. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard true. to know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that happens. That your skin doesn't... gets funky and your body gets funky when you're old, but you're, you, your wisdom is so incredibly wonderful. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to that, to be honest. Good. Yeah. yeah. Who cares about teeth and skin? And <laughs> They're all going to disintegrate. Yeah. Thank you so much for Thanks. the book. Oh, and sure. uh, guys, make sure you listen to this podcast and share it with your friends. I think it's a, an amazing, interesting podcast. It's been a while since I have enjoyed a conversation like this. So 
Uh, I'll put a link so people can go to your web- website and, and read all your blogs and stuff. So, and everything else that you may have, and any other link that you want to Tag me on Facebook we'll as well.